Today on the big inside, bodybuilding has been declared officially mainstream. And it, no, 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 wait a minute. <clears throat> More like this. Today on the big inside, bodybuilding has been declared officially mainstream. Well, today we're going to be discussing a recent Vice article that cites Instafame as causing a new wave of pop culture mainstream interest in this niche convoluted sport. That conversation begins right now. Here we go. It's another Monday night somewhere. And you know what that means. It's time once again for the big inside. Ah, yes. There we go. Broadcasting from the world-famous Public Alley 701 in the mainstream city of Boston, Massachusetts, this is The Big Inside. I'm Christian Mady, a.k.a. XN, and like some sort of high-speed blender with rippling pectorals, this is the program that intersects and transforms, or intersects what transforms the body with what transforms the world, and then, like a pair of sweaty tube socks yanked off after a long run, turns them both inside out. See what I did there? We're all about the conversation, not the education, but with a little luck, you're going to end up learning something along the way. This episode is the fourth in a special mini-series of episodes, conversation-focused episodes between myself and the man whose blood serum is approximately 43% THC, show, show regular Scott Batorf. Hey, Scott, what's up? What's going on? We're back again. This We're is, back again. This is We're exciting. Gonna, We're going to do this right. What most, <laughs> people don't have to know about the plethora errors that got us here, but we are back and we're going to get this done. Scott is the founder <laughs> Scott is the founder of Aspire Integrated Training and Flexibility. You can learn more about his work at aspireflex.life. But now let's dig in. <coughs> a few weeks ago, the hipsters over at vice.com wrote a short piece discussing the influence of social media on bodybuilding's popular appeal. And we're gonna, we'll give you a link to that article in the show notes for this show. So Go to TheBigInside.com. You can get those or wherever you got the show. The piece was written by Vice writer Victoria Chan and attempted to explain the way how, from Chan's perspective, bodybuilding can be considered now a quote-unquote mainstream pursuit. The piece discusses a phenomenon that anyone within yelling distance of a hammer strength machine has watched for the past five to seven years now, and that is the rise of social media physique idols and how companies have begun farming their market farming them and marketing out these social media darlings to turn big profits in exchange for even more popularity for those athletes themselves. It's a quid pro quo situation. And as her prime example of this uh, phenomenon, Miss Chan, well, she actually used a phenom, an aspiring professional bodybuilder and consonant mumbler, Ronaldo Gary. All right, guys. That's what you call an arm blast, okay? <laughs> Not just... You know, lifting some weights and taking long rests. That's a blast. I went out, supersetted the whole thing, got crazy pumped, took the burn and just kept going. So if you guys, if you want something new, new way to train your arms, you want to get ridiculous pumps, give this a shot. Just go bicep, bicep, tricep, tricep, bicep, bicep, tricep, tricep. And that's Mr. Gary. He's, uh, that's his arm blast, I guess. And that kind of stuff has actually garnered him over 28,000 followers, 10,000 on Instagram. This guy has a lot of followership. Gary represents, according to uh, uh, Miss Chan of Vice.com, um, as well as to anyone who has ever 
Maybe search the hashtag Swolpex. He represents a new and relevant type of physique celebrity that the mainstream really ought to be paying much more attention to. Uh, the online crowds that surround athletes like Gary and his ilk have given marketers a new type of market reach over the pants HJ that they have exploited to the tune of millions annually. I mean, after all, who cares about true talent or notoriety or clear diction when you have demographic impact? Am I right? Am I right, folks? And this is where the article declares bodybuilding as mainstream, because since the market share of consumers is now large enough to blow sweet nothings into the ear of the Nasdaq, bodybuilding therefore must be considering considered as having arrived in the pop culture zeitgeist. So has bodybuilding truly gone mainstream, or is this just a slow news month, and you know, why not talk about the dudes who remind readers of Zac Efron in Neighbors 2? And I gotta ask Scott, what do you think of this? Is, is bodybuilding hitting a new mainstream stride? I mean, what'd you think of the article, for example? What'd you think of the article itself? Um... I thought it was great. I mean, uh, it was it was optimistic because it gives a a social media type of promotion of not just bodybuilding, but like bodies, you know, and physiques, and you know, athletes, and and just people's uh, what the work they've been doing, the great work they've been doing on themselves. So it's it's pretty awesome. And Vice is, I mean, I, I don't want to say that Vice is mainstream, but it's as close as you know, it's pretty close to mainstream news media. In some ways, it's a self fulfilling prophecy that if Vice is covering a phenomena of bodybuilding. It's therefore a mainstream topic. Although I think that, um, so what you're saying, it's, you know, you're saying that the benefit of the fact that any coverage of bodybuilding is good coverage of bodybuilding. Is that sort of where you're going with it all? Right. I mean, um, people are excited to see, well, nice bodies. If you know, athletic, I am, <laughs> um, or, or whatever it might be. But, uh, yeah, no, I think it's a positive, um, you know, new, it's a positive direction for bodybuilding if they can take it, take the lead, I think. So what do you think? I mean, she spelled out a lot in the article about sponsorship. And just so folks understand the sponsorship wagon, I think people are very naive to sponsorship. Um, actually, Scott, do you want to give a shot at explaining how <laughs> sponsorship is such a buzzword within the physique industry? Because it it it, it means what it sounds like, that you're getting... Uh, some sort of goods, products, services, or cash for a service that you're providing as an athlete, but it's it's a very it's much more convoluted than that. Scott, what do you uh, how do, how would you explain bodybuilder sponsorship to someone a neophyte, someone who doesn't get it and never heard of this? How would you explain it? Well, it's uh, I mean, it's uh, let me think about this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's it's and it's hard because it's like what entry point do we go into? I mean, yeah. You're a bodybuilder or you're an athlete and you have a big followership. So a company, you know, wants to promote their brand. So they give you something and then you talk about their brand. And that everyone understands that. I mean, that's true of every sport. But in this world, it's a little different. Yeah, no, it's it's more it's it's a lot more work it's a lot of work and they, they don't get I mean, they don't get paid as much as they say in a lot of aspects. I mean, it's a modeling contract, but you really have yeah. to sell out to the product and you really got to sell out to the image that they want to be uh, promoted, um, which is why I, why I was offered one back in the day and I turned it down just because, uh, well, I didn't agree with, I didn't really like the product. So, I mean, I can, I don't know. I, I didn't want to have to promote something I didn't actually like or actually was going to take. So, but you know, it, it's a very superficial type of thing, but 
I, you know, but you no, know, people can make money and like that could be a stepping stone. Obviously. That's the thing. Yeah. Is like that. that I think a lot of yeah. guys will and women, we got to talk about the women as well here, will align themselves with the product just because then they get more attention, even though they're not getting paid for that little promotion, they're getting more attention. And so the next company may see them and be the company right. to pay them. So they're always chasing that, what you said, that eventual dollar. But in reality- right. And I think this is pointed out very well in a very simplistic terms in the Vice articles. That's rare. That doesn't happen often or frequently. But, you know, if you look at if you're a total neophyte and just looking at these pictures, you'd think it's happening all the time. Like that these sponsorships are just flying off of shelves and being given to people. You know what I mean? No, not really. That's a, I think that's one thing about the article that is kind of deceiving. Um, I, it might be it maybe the area or the companies, but like the, it's the harder than what you would think. Cause you gotta, you know, the, there's gotta be offering something that's different. And it's, I don't know, it's, it's, I read it, the article and it, there is opportunity, but it, it, yeah, it's not as easy as it's being portrayed. Right. Yeah. The character Ronaldo Gary, he actually mentions that he calls it slavery, but you're right. The article takes sort of a soft tone. It doesn't really say, you know, these guys are being, and women, I keep saying guys, but let's just say guys for sake of argument, are being worked like unpaid sales forces online, doing all this grunt work and getting, you know, it's really, you can't even do like a, a split of comparing the money because the marketing value is so high. And yet these guys are not getting, they mostly just get product or they yeah. get thrown some little perks. It's, it's not even, they're not even getting paid for their work. No, that's the thing. Uh, They're I mean, monkeys they should, on chains. They should get paid for it. I mean, like some of these big supplement industries, they make a good dime, um, you know, off the, the hype of these products and then the bodies of these athletes because people want to look like them. So it's kind of ridiculous. I want to look like them. I look like, I don't know what I look like. Yeah. And that's, it's interesting. And that's why I think most people are naive. So I think that the fact that Vice was reporting on this makes sense. Because I think most people who would glint, like if you were on the outside of bodybuilding land and glimmer in to the social media aspect, you'd be like, wow, all those guys are getting, they look so good and they're getting money for looking good and talking about these products. And in reality, I'm going to put a, a made up number on it and say for every 30, and that's probably conservative, people who are promoting a product, there may be only one who's actually seeing any actual payment for that promotional concern, which is really messed up when you think of how many people are out there promoting products. It's probably more like along the lines of 50 people to one person getting paid. It's just everywhere in the community where um, the minute you get any sort of followership, whether it's a t-shirt company or a supplement company, they're just like, hey, you want to hawk our product? And they the young person trying to make a name for themselves is going to be like, yeah, because it's popularity. And then they just tripled their work or quadrupled the amount of work they have to do. And they're mm. still not getting paid. It's actually, gosh, you have a better chance of just getting a job in a commercial than getting a, a decent wage for spons being sponsored. It's really a, a twisted sort of thing. It's, it's, um, it's kind of like pro pro sports, you know, where like getting a sponsorship in a, in a, in any sort of professional sport, it's always a, a trick. But there's the ratio of competitive athletes and other pro sports getting actual financial sponsorship for their consideration of promoting a product is probably way higher than bodybuilding. Yet there's just generally way more sponsorships, quote unquote, happening in the bodybuilding world. Um, I think that uh, your point that it's 
good that it's promoting bodybuilding is is I think that's the interesting nugget. You really hit it on the head, Scott. That the mainstream is now uh, waking up to the their their you know the fact that big muscles may not be so gauche. That big muscles may be okay. Um, you know, when you go back to you know the Schwarzenegger days, everyone no one had a problem with big jack dudes per se. It was very pop culture to say, yeah, some people like that. Right. And, and I'm, do you think that's coming back in the social zeitgeist? Do you think people are being like, yeah, big is cool again? Well, um, let's put it this way. With the – with Inst- I mean it's, I think it's more Instagram than uh, Facebook. Instagram so, has really uh, made it so people can see the lives of these different people that are physique competitors or not even phys- – or just athletes in general that have great physiques. But then it, you, you get to see the life and you get to see the person and it's sort of like not under this machine of a of IFBB or whatever league. And yeah. so it becomes more real, but then it becomes more attachable where it's like, oh, well, he's a real person like me and he goes to the gym, he eats his food, whatever, does his meals. And, it, you know, but then they're like, oh, but he has a great, this guy's got a great body, this girl's got a great body and it's relatable. But then you get to see so many and have access to so many that the promotion's amazing. You're you're touching on an interesting thing, and this is this is great, Scott. You're touching on an interesting idea. Do you think when you talked about relatability, and this is again all opinion, folks? Do you think that um, the reason that bodybuilders are getting more traction in the social media sphere is just simply because they're relatable? That at last they're not, like you said, separated in this uh, competitive league slash IFBB bubble, but are actually just accessible. And it isn't that people like their muscles any more or less than they did before, but they just like the fact that, Oh, I get you now. You're just like, like, is it that do you think is, is spawning a lot of the momentum? Maybe it's a total oh, guess. But just, you think, Oh, you know, I, I, no, I really know this. Cause like I, I have friends and, and people that I follow on Instagram and there's thousands of hits every day and none of them are, I, they're not, they're not even, some may not, not even bodybuilders, but then you go to the IFBB. Now it's like this subculture of like these gigantic beasts that are yeah. unreal. And like, you can't really connect. You can be like, well, that's great. But like, I, but I can't, there's no relatability. There's no way to, there's nowhere to connect. Right. But then know? when you have, right. But then when you have like, we'll take this the, again, the example that was in the vice article, this uh, Ronaldo Gary, I mean, he's kind of, talking with people and working out and the majority of his media you're not seeing that weird competitive thing even though you're highly aware that he's preparing right you're seeing the sort of more human side of him right and that's what instagram's good for is that not many of the pictures are competitive pictures if they're bodybuilders they're them in the gym you know showing them what how it is to to build the body to compete or what the journey is so we're really hitting on something unique is that um, – and that maybe the Vice article overlooked is that why it's relevant to talk about is because of the marketing, the millions and millions of dollars that can now be you know, mined out of these you know, insta-fame stars. And that makes it a, a relevant and viable thing because that provides so many more opportunities for athletes that they never had before just to earn a little bit on the side for their hard work. But then on the mm-hmm. flip side, Vice is missing, like I said at the start of this comment, the idea that maybe it's – just that our bodybuilders have been living in this walled city via the powers that be of com- competition, that it that it's not the MLB where the guys are like being human or the NHL where they come down and talk to the fans holding the Stanley Cup. It's They're always in this little weird, like you mentioned it, Scott, this hidden world bubble. And maybe it's not that it was any less or more mainstream or popular, but just that the, the competitive structure itself undermined its ability to be appreciable. Um, what do you think? Am I hitting something here? Am I nailing it? 
definitely no it's 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 spot on i mean it it makes it real relatable marketable and and it makes people able to like connect with whatever that is within themselves because otherwise it's like we're we're going to the zoo and we're looking right. at these cages and these beasts but this well that's that well having put. those bars between us there's a boundary so you can't really it's hard to you can't really penetrate that sometimes well you know? put well put it's that that maybe what she's actually looking at is just the normal phenomenon of social media and has almost nothing to do with whether or not bodybuilding has gained or lost popularity but just simply right. human beings like to know other human beings um and what's interesting is what this says about the competitive side of the sport then because you have to say wow they they must be messing up you know what i mean if they've been churning away for 40 50 years and it's not the competitive side that people are rallying around, even though, according to, you know, Victoria Chan from Vice, people are rallying around the competitors. So there's something strange. You see what I mean? There's a disconnect happening. Right. It's the other way around. <laughs> right? Where do you think that disconnect? Like, let's talk about how this may impact competitions. Do, like, do you think that this wave that we've been watching for three, four, five years, that the mainstream is just catching on now, but you and I being in the around this world have been watching it. What do you think it will do to competition, should do to competition? Is it going to influence it at all? Change it? Better it? Worsen it? Nothing? Well, I think it, I mean, I'm a little more optimistic on this one, but I, I think it will help with uh, making people curious about checking out bodybuilding because they're giving it true. more from a That's real true. kind of perspective of these amateurs that are on Instagram, which do have appealing physiques, uh, male and female. Um, but agree. then the, my thing is that will the bodybuilding uh, leagues themselves take advantage of this social media for themselves? I, I, let's get real. They're idiots that way. That while these Look, the individuals who work in – these leagues may not be idiots themselves, but they they're idiots when it comes to their own promotion, because if this has been going on, you know, for a few years, and even if the, the mainstream media is only realizing it now, but we know it's been going on for years. Why haven't the leagues jumped on the ability to use athletes to encourage interest in competition? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, the leagues would, people would take interest if you, you know, like, if they could, I mean, the answer, I'm playing devil's advocate when I ask that question because the answer is very simple. The way, and most, many people don't know this, the way leagues are set up is that leagues also control the referees, the umpires, i.e. the judges. So the advancement of the business of a league is married very intricately with the judges, and that's a flaw. That's an organizational mistake. But the problem is then, therefore, if the business side of the league favors an athlete, it's hard to say that that athlete isn't going to get preferential treatment from the judges, from the referees, which is why they don't do it because they're like, no, we don't want people to think that we're favoring people. But hey, MLB, uh, NHL, um, you know, whatever, you know, you pick the sport, um, NFL, the athletes can promote the league idea without being shown preference by the referees. When's mm -hmm. bodybuilding going to catch up and pull the referees out of the game so that the leagues can get some traction? You know? Um, that's that's the ironic flaw that most people don't realize that because there isn't neutral judging within bodybuilding that the league is sort of married into the judging they can't favor it and there there's your problem i mean you said it right scott so many people love these guys or just love liking them they don't want to look like them 
They don't want to get huge like them, but they think it's so cool. And they're, they're down with thinking it's cool, but the leagues get in their own way to capitalize on that. The companies who are promoting products don't. It's a shame. Um, do yeah, you think they isolate, pe- yeah, they isolate themselves. They do. This ideal of bodybuilding, of how it yep. should be portrayed, but it's isolating itself from all the other uh, subcategories and sports and and yeah. communities. Uh, so it makes it hard to find. You have yeah. to like go through the the underground and go through the door and have the right ah. code. That's bullshit. It is, <laughs> and but that's that's what this sort of article is actually pointing to. It's like, look, it's actually everywhere, and people are would be quite comfortable being interested in it. But for the fact that, like you said, the way bodybuilding is set up, it's like this little walled city because of this stupid mistake of how, you know, the judging, the refereeing is connected to the marketing, you know, which is a fixable mistake. That's totally fixable. Um, I think uh, I think this is kind of going to wrap it up, but I think that uh, this is this has been really interesting. Uh, these these little points you brought up. Oh, before we do wrap it up, though, um, let's do a verdict. Do you think do you think bodybuilding is becoming more mainstream? Um, no. I think that it has the potential to become more mainstream if it uses these breadcrumbs from this article to use Instagram of the real people that right. do have great bodies to form interest in bodybuilding and not like have it be the other way around. Do you, so. do, do you follow like just random like bodybuilding physique athletes, just random ones I do that you've never both female and male physique competitors, bodybuilders. Cause like I see a physique and I'm like, wow, that's impressive. And then right. they, but it's not just the physique. It shows them training. It shows them eating. It shows them goofing around. I'm like, Oh, I, I can relate this person, this person. Right. I would do that. And it's like, it's fun. That, so. I agree. I agree. There's the, the, it's interesting how, yeah. Like you mentioned earlier, the disconnect of, you know, how the personality of the person is sometimes disconnected to the way they're marketed and yet, ironically, um, sometimes when it's a match, when the personality is right there in their own Instagram and their Facebook and their in their own marketing, it's just such a pristine. Even if I don't like identify with the person, there's something really pristine and sublime. And okay, this is an all right guy. I get. I mean, he's kind of a joke, or she's kind of a, you know, she's corny, but uh, it's, I can like, I can get behind this. I, I can throw her a like. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, I, I followed, I, I do have people I'll follow just randomly. And then half the time I'm slapping my head like, what an idiot. But you know what? I feel personal to that idiot. I feel like, yeah, he's an idiot, but yeah, I can get down with that. Um, my verdict, bodybuilding has never not been mainstream. It's just like you you mentioned very appropriately, Scott, and very in- intelligently. It's the fact that the competitive sport, and there's a line drawn there, that the competitive sport has so hardcore cock blocked its own ability to be accessible to people. And that line has got to be like, that's the line. So this article is ironically, that's a mainstream, you know, vice.com it's for the public. It's actually doesn't realize it's pointing to that line, even though that line is never mentioned. Um, it's not more mainstream. It's just that it's indicating there's a line here. It's good stuff, Scott. This is a nice quick episode, nice and tight the way we wanted it to be. Wow. All those errors. Yeah, I think uh, I enjoyed it. I do too. Um, And that does it for this episode. Thanks for stepping inside The Big Inside. You can learn more about this show and other shows at TheBigInside.com and find out more about Scott and see pictures of his lithe waistline and follow him and like him at AspireFlex.life. And let's let's have fun. Scott, what's your Instagram? What's your Instagram handle? Huh. Mine is uh, S 
uh, Botorf, B-O-T-T-O-R-F-F-24. I got to switch it to make it simpler, but. That's all um, right. That's all right. Mine it's is a cr- mix. Yeah, I'm gonna like people go follow Scott. Go look at it. Go look at his. He, he does all these really cool stuff on there, and he has tons of Vader stuff. Always Darth Vader stuff. Yeah, it's a mix. Um, it's a mix. <laughs> yeah, mine is mine is uh, at Christian underscore AKA underscore XN. So guess where that came from? Um, anyway, yeah, I just thought it'd be fun. Um, you know, get our Instagrams in there. But you know what? Hey, as much as we love being followed by you guys. We also love being told that our heads are occasionally up our asses, or maybe they're not. So be, sh- <coughs> excuse me. So be sure to uh, get us your feedback by going to thebiginside.com or joining in on the discussion on our Facebook page. Today's show was sponsored by Saisei Sports, S-A-I-S-E-I Sports, makers of the new pre-workout formula Rect. There we go. Small company trying to get promotion. They're doing it the, uh, the same way that everyone is, going through athletes. Here's the thing with Rect, R-E-K-T it's called. Most companies when they produce a, a formula, they're not using the best quality ingredients. So you open the package, and yes, everything that's on that label is in that package. However, not to fullest potency. Well, the makers of Rect at Saisei Sports decided, hey, why don't we put everything in at full potency just to see what happens? No surprises, no special mixtures, nothing unexpected, just the basic ingredients that you always expect in a pre-workout formula at full potency. Well, folks, it's a game changer. Mind blown. I've tried the product. I stand by the product. It's a remarkable product. SaiseySports.com. Forget what you know about pre-workout formulas. Go to SaiseySports.com and try it out. You will love it. Um, Another sponsor tonight is the uh, sponsored by the Next Level Leadership Program, which is based in Boston. The Next Level has been a premier program created by the Phys Academy to help those with a passion for strength sports and bodybuilding use their talents to create real-world leadership. Maybe on Instagram, right? The Next Level student-athletes work together as a small team, a compact, loyal, dedicated, closed team to learn not only approaches to the competitive strength and bodybuilding sports they love, but how to take those skills they've learned and apply them to things like business, personal growth, social media, social leadership, basically everything we're talking about in this program, The Next Level seems to do. Uh, go to thenextlevel.me, that's the next level, mashtogether.me, not .com, and learn about how to enroll on a team. Lastly... Our last sponsor, we've been brought to you by Scorpio Creative, a boutique design, branding, and marketing firm that specializes in small business. Look at this, more marketing stuff, especially for those in the fitness sector. Maybe you're one of those Instagram people who has thousands of followers. You need a branded design? Call Scorpio Creative, scorpiocreative.com. Marketing is the key to those profits that you're trying to make, but too often, people take the task on themselves. They become overwhelmed. They get shoddy results. They look to the big firms. They get overpriced and underserviced. Scorpio Creative has you in mind by partnering with your creative and branding needs on the smallest scale at the best price, scorpiocreative.com. The Big Inside is independently funded, so we rely on stunningly gorgeous people like you. We want to follow you on Instagram. You're so hot because you keep us going. If you like what you hear on The Big Inside, please consider dropping a few bucks in our virtual bucket of love at our website at thebiginside.com. Your generosity is not only appreciated and keeps us on the air, we're going to chat you up. You give us money, we're going to talk about you on the air. Please help us out. In fact, why not hump our leg completely and become a sponsor of The Big Inside? We have the best sponsors in the world. Your brand, your company, your whatever can be promoted on our show. Info is on the website. We love selling your stuff, and karma is real. So hit us up, thebiginside.com. Thanks again, Scott. This was a pleasure. I thought this was a great little show. Likewise. Yeah, I, this was a fun one. All right, cool. Well, thanks for having me. 
Thanks for being there. Today's show is produced by the Physiculture Collaborative, who are so outside the mainstream that they can just sit around getting obese and no one would even know because no one follows them. That's your workout for your ears this week. I'm Christian Mady, a.k.a. XN, for The Big Inside, reminding you that no matter what you do on your outside, what makes it big is what's found on the inside. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you later. We'll be right back.